Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil Men. Yeah. I almost thought for a second you were going Street Spirit by Radiohead with the way you were saying Evil Men. How does that one go again? Fade out again. What album's that one on? The Benz? Oh. It's one of their more downbeat numbers, if you, oh. if you can believe that, Chris. Yeah, if you were ever going to uh, <laughs> end your life by your own hand, uh, that is a top song to do it to. Yeah, Really big song. <laughs> it's not uh, baby-making music, unless you want to have a very sad baby. <laughs> I think Rain Down on that part from Paranoid Android is like the oh. funniest, saddest, crazy singing. I'm, I hate Rain that song. Down. <laughs> They had this one sad song from Amnesiac or Kid A called The Pyramid Song. Yeah. yeah. Jesus like Christ. A, that was a good one. piano uh, song. Doon, 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 Yeah, yeah. And you're like, here we go, baby. R- remember um, <laughs> listening to like alternative rock radio in like 2001? <laughs> When Hello, kids, listeners. When oh, what, everyone's probably forty. You're listening to Evil Men. But remember when Kid A came out? That yeah. was a scandal. It was a pre nine eleven scandal. Pre nine eleven rock to like to electronic, yeah. electronica. It was like when Bob Dylan went electronica. <laughs> yeah. Rain down, rain down <laughs> on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Morning, Bill. <laughs> I'm a creep. I woke up this morning sucking lemon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kid A. Uh, lots of rockers were weeping that day when it came mm. out on their guitars. I remember. How could you do this, Radiohead? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we had something. <laughs> I trusted you. Uh, I trusted Radiohead, and look what they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn. How are you guys doing? Uh, it's great to see you both. I'm full of sushi. I'm full of optimism for this week's episode. Mm. I'm really happy. <laughs> None of the bands I listen to right now have sold out. <laughs> yeah. They're keeping it real. That's it's good. awesome. Mm-hmm. It's nice when a band sticks to its guns. And <laughs> you've got a nice peppermint tea on, on the go as well. You know what? Uh, it's lemon. It's citron. Fuck. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Fuck. You don't know what you tea. Yeah, smell it. You want to smell it? Is that your go-to? Mm. What's your go-to? Well, you're drinking a Guinness. Yes. Guinness your... sounds like a character from Star Trek. Guinness. What, sort of what's, your, uh, what's your go-to tea when you're home, Chris, and you're uh, in the evening and you're on the couch watching TV with your family? Gunpowder. <laughs> I watch uh, old westerns with my tiny little daughters. <laughs> and then when they go, pew, pew, I go, see, that's what he gets. You want a sip of my gunpowder water? <laughs> Yeah, kids, I'm pretty tough. Kids, who's your favorite actor? And then you yeah. force them to say John Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> John Wayne. <laughs> That's right, little one. Yeah, I have two cute little girls. They're they're so fun and funny, but I'm forcing them to be really tough for today's world. <laughs> so I make them watch old, yeah, basic westerns. <laughs> Where the nice. where they yeah where the hero's like that's a bad guy over there. You should fold in some World War Two films too. I think I yeah. Bridge yeah. over the River uh, Kwai is yeah. every young girl's favorite film. These I days. showed them and 
and uh, my daughters were like, why is that man crying when they blew up the bridge? Because I thought, you know, it's complicated. You know, it's the the British are complicated. Yeah. Do your, do your, <laughs> do your daughters have like, do they like any adult movies yet? Or adult like <laughs> Watch no, it, you! kind of James. adult movie. I meant like, you know... My the, wife the and I like some adult movies, and I think that's how we got our daughters. Yeah. <laughs> honk, honk. Uh, do they like watch like American They love this Idol movie right now they called like The Whit, Descendants. Whit Stillman's movies? Yes. They like the, was that the Metropolis the, yes. or something? Or Metropolis? Yeah. No, that's Ang Lee. Ang Lee. Yeah, they like the complicated. Uh, <laughs> Like a suburban ennui of Ice Storm. I had to explain what a key party was, but whatever. <laughs> Girls, wake up. Your father has something to tell you. Yeah, a key party is how your mother and I made you. Yeah. No, uh, what was I going to say? You're saying they like a well, movie do they called... like... Okay, so we got the Disney Plus, yeah. uh, obviously. House of Mouse, they call it. Disney. <laughs> they do. Mouse say tongue. <laughs> Yeah, but there's this movie called The Descendants, and they're, they're on number three is out so far. With George Clooney? No, it's <laughs> like the descendants of all the bad guys from the early Disney movies. Ah. They're like, but it's live action. Fuck. And they're kids in costumes, and it's like, so it's like the child of Cruella de Vil, the child of whatever, uh, J- Jafar. Quasimodo. Yeah. He was a villain, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a little hunchback kid. Goofy, Goofy's kid. <laughs> Jimmy Max. Cricket's son. Goofy has a kid named Max. Right, right, from Goof oh, Troop. Goof Troop. Yeah. Dad, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, what do you ask? <laughs> hey, Max, I keep slipping on your skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> Was Goofy a My widower? Dad's fucked. Was Goofy's wife dead in Goof Troop? Did he yeah, have she a- fucking died. <laughs> That's how the first episode begins at the funeral? This is how the first episode of Goof Troop begins. Beep. Beep. <laughs> Beep. One of those machines yeah. in the yeah. hospital. I don't know if your mom's going to make it, Max. <laughs> Dad, can you talk normal for a sec? Anyways. Beep. And how did Goof Troop... <laughs> How does Goofy react though? He doesn't and react. Then street, uh, uh, fade out again. The street spirit starts playing. Sing it. Fade out again. How does Goofy react though? He doesn't react this way that most humans would react when their wife dies. He, yeah. he does it in, in a Goofy style. Yeah. He goes directly to a joke shop when he buys some silly glasses. Yeah. Cheer up, Max. <laughs> I'll find another babe. It's not, that's not my problem, Dad. <laughs> yeah, that's not the problem that happened, Dad. So, yeah, I guess Goofy's fucking dumb, eh? I guess he tries his best, though. Yeah, he, there's something interesting about Goofy, you could say that. Is he a, <laughs> he's amusing. Yeah, he, yeah. he's also a dog, I guess. He's a dog. But Max doesn't act like Goofy, his dad. No, Max has, he's in full control of his faculties. <laughs> Yeah, if your daughter was like, oh, I want to introduce you to my new boyfriend, and it was Goofy, it'd be a bit like... That'd be a great hmm. live-action movie, where it's like... 
<laughs> Goofy is a human, and Max is a human boy, and he's a human yeah. girlfriend. He wants to introduce his girlfriend to his father, Goofy. So just a, a man actor has to play Goofy without any makeup or wow, prosthetics and just bring the essence of Goofy to the screen. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That's actually, you're giving away a solid gold idea yeah. on our podcast. Nice to meet you. <laughs> hey, whoa, I just spilled jam all over my head. <laughs> it could be Ricky Gervais. Could play yeah. <laughs> Jut his jaw out. <laughs> Ricky Gervais is Goofy. Ricky Gervais is a fucking genius, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's right about everything. So, uh, Chris, yeah, you. Um, Speaking of following someone, yeah, is this you, what you're going to bring up? Yeah, you've been talking about a guy. You've been sending me posts from a certain guy that well, you, you seem to be taken with. These he blew days. up in 2021, and I may be. Yeah, I'm. I'm late to the game to follow this guy on Instagram. But he, you guys know that I love like guys like Conan. And He-Man and warrior guys, you yes, know? yeah. Any kind of barbaric warrior, I think, is really awesome. And I genuinely, I'm a sh- small guy, but I got my rowing machine. I don't know if I've mentioned my rowing machine on here. Uh, I got some free weight, some kettlebells. I try my best to try and become a warrior. Hey, by the way, mm-hmm. not to derail this, but mem- someone emailed you and said you had BDE. Big Dick Energy. Yeah, they emailed me? <laughs> or messaged you. you yeah, they messaged me. So, well, yes, maybe you're not a huge warrior guy, but I'm just saying to the listener, they're going, this. at least at least some listeners are going, this guy is has massive well, big dick energy. If we're going to go so, there, we were each described by this, yeah. this listener. Yeah, that's why I yeah. just want to say, Sorry, if I, that I listener it. is listening, shout out to you. Thank you for the very... There was a bunch of beautiful, nice comments. So I copied and pasted it and sent it to Mike and James so that they could see their compliments as well and how much this person is a fan of evil men, which right is my day. really flattering and yeah. very kind. Thank you very much. Um, so there was a lot said by this really passionate, kind fan of evil men. James can only fixate on that they said I had BDA. <laughs> but I'm happy for yeah. you. And to I, me, this is good. Yeah. I was described- well, I'm getting closer to being a warrior man. But yes, Mike's right. She she said she likes all three of us. She liked Chris because of his BDE, which is pretty yeah. cool to hear, and is and that you're funny. Yeah. I have a yeah. deep voice too. Yeah, yeah she I guess. liked me because. Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Do, do do me. Okay, sorry, Mike. <laughs> she liked Mike because of his intonation and my wild card. And your wild card energy because she thought it was funny. I think also yeah. she the AI she did not say funny. The AI rogue version of you. Looks like a rat. It really but, captures that yeah. wild card energy. Looks like a rat from hell. But but I was. So she didn't say funny. Thank you to, about you. I'm thank just you to David you know. Dean Porter for making this. Wild card doesn't mean funny. Okay, but how were you described? <laughs> I think supportive and reasonable. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but like, she loves that. About that's you. better than you're like the Simon. Simon. I just want Chris to is say, like, look. Chris really, got the best comment. There's no doubt about that. You got the but worst. The, no, you got the worst. No, she was like James. Seems like a nice, helpful friend. <laughs> Yeah, that's better than a wild card uh, guy with funny intonation. James, it's really good to be safe, thought of as safe. You're like Simon or Theodore from the Chipmunks. Chris is Alvin. Alvin, Simon, (laughs) James. Uh, No, but I want to say that... uh, Mike's trying to flip this into he was in the cool zone, James, I'm repeating your very words in our thread. not in the cool zone. I'm telling you that right off the bat. I also want to say this nice person who sent this nice message... (laughs) 
I did not forward it to Mike and James so that they could bring it up but may and I fight say, about it on an episode. <laughs> James, I did thread. it to share the, the compliments so that they could feel good about themselves. Thank you. I just want you to know it's very good. your compliments were very much appreciated. And this thing that's happening between James <laughs> and Mike right now is its own thing. I just want to say, James, you yourself said in our thread, yeah. I got the worst uh, Yeah, but I was review. being just nice to you, <laughs> which you're not giving back. <laughs> Well, it's well, it is true. Anyways, we did love the email. Thank yes. you. Yeah, or it message. is true, though. David Deneen Porter, who's been on the pod and also, I think, listens to to it often. Well, he did not... Uh... He did AI versions of us. I asked him as a joke. I wanted to see... Because he's good at that program. So I was like, can you make me as a barbarian? I wanted to see it as a joke. Yeah. And then he decided <laughs> to make do all three of us, and he made James a ranger... J- uh, DDP David Dean Porter is a huge fantasy fan as well. He had so an amazing podcast called Party of Four. You should check out. Yeah, it's still out there. James and I were on it. Uh, you really, look good really as a good. ranger. Yeah, Chris, and then Mike was a rogue. A, yeah, but you look good as a barbarian as well. I look <laughs> like a sick rat man um, who was like hanging around in like a women's bathroom or something. <laughs> you know what? Yet again, Mike. Can't honestly, deny it. That is Chris what you look like. Chris looked amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you look like if a demon, uh, yeah, yeah, was addicted to pubes or something. <laughs> yeah. the, the, de- the pube hunter, demon. Could he be the pube bard, I guess? Uh, <laughs> Avalute? Yeah, he plays songs about men and women's pubes that he finds in change. You oh. look like if a woman's 80s heavy metal red leather purse came to life. <laughs> <laughs> we did post these on our Instagram if you want to look. Yeah. Chris, yeah, yeah it looked like a bad Halloween costume, unfortunately. Once again, yes. Chris got the best yeah. end of the stick. Yeah. He did ask, he did he did inquire about being a warrior. Yeah. So I asked. Obviously, that's ours the thing. Be as I'm, cool, if you anyone out there want to do embarrassing AI versions of me, go for it. Actually, another person did the AI versions of us in the uh alien photo that I had. Oh yeah. I looked awful in that I looked kind of all right in that yeah one. <laughs> you look good at, you look like Jared Leto but like I, I had like, the, uh, I think Ricky. I had little boobies because the AI mixes like okay so it was like this old weird sci-fi illustration I found where an alien is grabbing a woman in a red dress mm-hmm. so it combined us Ultimate with that fantasy. yeah oh yeah I felt like that alien many times and that woman many times uh but yeah so the the AI combines us. I haven't even gotten to the thing you were trying to introduce. <laughs> so anyways. Oh, yeah. the Yeah, right. If any fans of <laughs> evil men want to make embarrassing AIs of us, Or a please nice do one it. of me for once. Yeah, yeah someone help Mike out. Although it I, is yeah, a challenge. Yeah. You're and right. I, yeah, yeah. In the AI where they combine me in the alien photo, I looked like a mix between Ricky Gervais and Brittle Star. So it wasn't ideal for me Oh, my either. God. Imagine if science could make that man. Well, Brittle Star is the me. ultimate Canadian, and Ricky Gervais is the ultimate comedian. So combined, they do make you Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Canadian. No, Canadian. It, it was a it was a frightening <laughs> glimpse into what could be my future. Well, anyway. so it does kind of loop around because I asked DDP jokingly, uh, "Thank you very much, David, for making a barbarian AI version <laughs> of me, which also doesn't look like me, guys." Um, but it takes attributes of mine and exaggerates them to the max. But so I like barbarian men, mm-hmm. <laughs> and if there's one that exists in real life, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A man that got close to being a real barbarian, and Liver King, 
on Instagram is the closest I've seen to a real barbarian. And he sells pills that you can eat that are made from like organs of animals. <laughs> and he claims that he's doing like the primitive man's, like the primal man's diet, which is just meat, but of also organs, like guts. Yeah, and, you, you've sent his videos yeah. and he's shirtless. He's uh, like very much looks like a barbarian warrior, like you said. He looks he, like a He-Man toy. He looks like a He-Man <laughs> toy. And in his videos, he's got like a bowl of raw liver. He's just popping it in and eating it. He's got his... He's wearing animal fur hats. Yeah, animal no fur. shirt. Yeah. Makes no sense temperature He's staying in like a hot tub, but full of ice. And then two like... Doberman pinchers or some weird dogs are standing by him. Yeah. <laughs> he go. He takes his dogs for a walk while holding ke- huge kettlebells. <laughs> he wants to show you that his raw organ liver diet can make you a primal warrior like the ancient times. But what's also very interesting, like I said, I'm late on the boat or whatever the expression is to find out about this man. I'm late to get to the boat. <laughs> but in December... He apologized on his TikTok because he also blew up on TikTok. Just like the ancient men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like the ancient warriors. <laughs> Me sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there's this really great Washington Post article about it from late December that he apologized uh, because people were claiming that he's on anabolic steroids and he... Especially like nutritionists and it other. Certainly looks like it. He looks like Hulk Hogan, circa nineteen ninety. His yeah, his <laughs> muscles are so well, perfectly sculpted and rounded, exaggerated that they look like they're gonna burst basically. But yeah, so, uh, yeah, he is on anabolic steroids. So he's another huckster. The Liverpool's Liverpool appeals. <laughs> <laughs> not Liverpool. Hey, I'm the Liver King. <laughs> All right, the Liver King. That's where we're from. I didn't say we're bigger than liver. <laughs> better than liver. <laughs> yeah, so they don't really, I mean, maybe they do something, but no, they don't make you, like, you got to be So he's claiming, shit. like, you eat all this raw, these raw organs and you'll be tough like me, and then it turns out all this time he's been doing steroids. You got busted by another physio trainer nutritionist person busted him by showing people his emails that talked about his strict like his hardcore steroid regimen (laughs) and another funny thing that you got to check out is in the article um paleontologists etc anthropologists are like okay and, and you know we've talked about jordan peterson's all meat we've joked about it on here too you there there is no real primal diet that's all meat like farming like tribes would wander and and they'd learn to farm fruits and seeds corn. and grains corn was yeah. like the the cornerstone of so many civilizations corn tons of carbs tons of fiber where's the corn king uh <laughs> They didn't have fields of anabolic steroids? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then so they started farming animals way later after right. <clears throat> after grains and, and vegetables, etc. There is a fact checkers. Yes, the Inuit d- had a more meat diet. And there was a couple tribes that had meat and blood. Uh, but it's dependent on their location, the environment. Right. You can't grow crops in freaking the Yukon or the Great North or whatever. So anyways, it's really funny. The Liver King, you got to check him out. But I like that he's like, he's still going because it's like, 
when you've tricked that many it's like this is happening all the time when you see online if you trick that many people some people will be like oh fuck this he we got tricked he's a liar he's a huckster <laughs> but there will always be a, a huge quotient that will fucking fight for you it's so funny i get your fascination with him because yeah he i you know i mentioned hulk hogan before I think that's why I liked wrestling mm-hmm. as a little kid because when you see these guys that look like that, yeah. they are fascinating. They're awesome. And they still are when I see a guy who looks like that. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I want to watch him. I don't know why. <laughs> where does he... <laughs> where does I love he warriors. Yeah. I love the like ancient idea of the barbaric man, definitely. And I think it's because we live in such a puny, weakling little environment these days and Including myself, like just like IKEA, it's uh, yeah, Costco. You we know? should start a fight club. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. we don't fight. We just organize. We I just would, watch. Yeah. We watch <laughs> some big off. sweaty men. <laughs> we just watch and jerk the fuck off. <laughs> In ancient circles, when you would li- listen to the battles of the Iliad, you know, like uh, uh, the ancient uh, Achaeans against the Trojans, etc. Um. That wasn't warriors reading those stories all the time either. <laughs> like it was like regular dudes being like, "Yay!" Like <laughs> I think since the beginning of time, regular dudes have been fascinated by uh, the extravagant warrior. I this, think you're like, right. This this magical idea of like the perfect warrior. Action movies. The I most mean, ancient I, you know? text that we have is Gilgamesh, and Gilgamesh was a massive warrior, right? So it's like it'd be funny if we love these guys. If they found an even older tablet that had an even older ancient story, like an office worker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's like uh, dating. He doesn't have a girlfriend. His mother's on his case about when are you going to settle down? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the most ancient text we've ever found was written on stone tablets in ancient Sumeria, and it's about this hero who led this whole civilization to a, a world of peace and he only he started out as a mere graphic novelist <laughs> <laughs> yeah a chester brown like type <laughs> brought civilization to uh, yeah <clears throat> oh, man. it's hype and you know we were talking as well that it feels like guys around our age now there's almost this expectation in a way to to kind of imitate this warrior look like yeah. when that when that balloon was when those balloons kept getting shot down chris and i were talking yeah. about ufos and i sent chris an interview with this guy jeremy corbell or something he's like a ufo guy yeah and he he's like probably our age but he's got that big long beard perfectly groomed tattoos big arms yeah, he look, like frank like you believe him because he looks yeah. fucking awesome yeah and it and you pointed out like Every guy looks exactly like this now. It's really yeah. weird. It's like imitating that, I guess. One thing I liked about the... Uh, yeah, and even like when I'm like using a freaking rowing machine, in my head I'm like, yeah, I'm a Viking. I'm gonna wait on the <laughs> way to, yeah, to kill the Saxons, gain their treasure or something. But like, <laughs> yeah, in the Washington Post article... The anthropologist, I really liked his take on it because he's just ripping the whole uh, mythology to like to shreds. Like especially because Jordan Peterson was so vocal about his daughter's all meat diet, and he just looked 
super upset and dripping wet like a sad dog all the time that came out of the rain. Like, he didn't look fucking awesome at all. And then remember that interview where the girl's like, you don't even put ketchup on it? He's like, no, nothing. (laughs) It's not for the faint of heart. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, the guy, the anthropologist, I'm pretty sure it's him or it's like, yeah. He's like, uh, uh, oh, fuck, what was I going to say? He's like... uh, Oh, that why do people go to extremes? He's like, yeah, he's like, I don't understand why everyone in my country is like this now. They have to go to the extreme with everything and that's exactly it's as basic as that it's true it's like you don't have to just eat liver right maybe have you can have some yogurt you want. <laughs> yeah he's like uh, all liver diet basically stops like stops you up wouldn't you get iron poisoning like yeah. isn't there so much iron in- you can get lots of diseases yeah. you can get constipated you can't even <laughs> shit you need fiber and like your gut health gut health is thrown so out of whack honey get off the toilet you've been there for two hours leave me alone i'm being an ancient warrior <laughs> <laughs> if a giant saber-toothed tiger stops by tell him i'm taking a shit <laughs> <laughs> or at least trying to. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> Gentlemen, before we move on to the Gentlemen, episode... I, you must be wondering why I gathered you here tonight at such a late hour. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? <laughs> Thank you. Let's talk about Patreon.com. Let's talk about Patreon. Let's talk about you and me. Yes, Let's Michael. talk about having sex with salt and pepper, the hottest babes. <laughs> was that the lyrics? I always thought of, like, I always thought of "Color Me Bad" as kind of a male salt and pepper, but that's probably a <laughs> massive insult to salt and pepper. Huge. You're right. You're there was right. no spin I don't know why salt. Emma. I don't know why I yeah. thought that salt and pepper had many hits. You know what? Uh, Color I Me Bad had love, the one. Chris, when you because um, the word sex, I want to sex you up, and let's talk about sex. Michael, thank you. Yeah. I love when... Talking uh, about sex was big in the early, mid-90s. I got very uncomfortable whenever that song came on and I was in the room with my parents. I would leave the room. Let's talk about so sex. You'd leave the room so let's your, talk parents, about sex. Talk so your about parents could listen loudly to let's talk about sex on their own. <laughs> like, Thank God that nerd left the room. And they're holding hands. Yeah, let's get freaky. <laughs> let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Mom, Dad, turn it down. I'm trying to do my homework. Fellas... Yeah? Do you like us? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chris, I, I have a request. Can you do the thing, aw, TikTok, you don't stuff stuff? <laughs> I don't know now. Isn't I'm in a goofy from, mood. Okay. To the aw, TikTok, you don't stop stop. Is that something like that? <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Aw, TikTok, you don't stop stop. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Is that it? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> they were like not good looking guys either. No. I don't remember. But I believe you. I want to sex you up. I think they were all orphans. Sex you up. I picture the penis going into the vagina (laughs) and they're standing up. (laughs) And when they thrust, the woman is going upwards into the sky. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I consider that song a contemporary of, um, girl, I'm going to make you sweat. Till you can't sweat no more. Oh. And when you cry out, I'll push it. I'll push it some more. Oh, oh. I didn't la, know la, that la, part. Listen to that song. You just want to take a shower. In the so 90s, I, things were sexy. It was like crazy. Didn't 
no doubt have like a talking about sex song or something or one of those there's there's a bunch of let's talk about sex type songs yeah there was there truly was <laughs> there must have been some ska songs about learning about sex it 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 I put the condom on Practice on a banana I practice giving head to a banana Mom and dad are out Time to practice giving head to a banana Son, why are all the bananas wet and have teeth marks in them? <laughs> have you been playing with the dog with these bananas? <laughs> oh, you really captured the spirit of... <laughs> that was my time. Yeah, Those were my days, 1994, mm-hmm. 96, all, all the even <laughs> no, numbers. 95. 90, 95 was a tough year for me. <laughs> oh, man. So it's patreon.com slash evil man. That's right. Patreon.com slash evil man. Please check it out. Get two bonus episodes a month. Join our Discord. Shout out to everybody on the Discord. I would chat with all the time. Let's talk Yo. about sex. What's up? And, Let's talk about uh, sex. If you do subscribe to the Patreon, thank you so much. If you don't want to, mm, I guess that's okay. Whoa. But throwing <laughs> some shade. Maybe you could please rate and review us. Thank you. The court calls to the stand the next witness, Mr. James Hartnett. Bum bum. Who is here to tell us once and for all who the subject of today's evil man is. Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, minister. Thank you. Um, today's Can we e- be seated? Please be seated. Sorry, I burped. <laughs> <laughs> I had a burp come up. Please be seated, and thank you, Your Honor. Thank you. <clears throat> if it pleases uh, the lady, ladies and gentlemen of the court, today's evil man will be Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some headlines recently. <laughs> It was a funny moment. Mike and Chris just looked at each other with a pregnant pause and then both started laughing. Dilbert, like, is, okay, is Scott Adams an evil man on this episode because of how fucking awful Dilbert is as a comic strip? Or is there more? There's more. Oh, There's there's more in the news right now. Now, I, I always do feel a little bit sad when we're attacking... A fellow creative, but mm. I guess he has done some things that could be considered evil mm. recently. Or so. c- yeah, or certainly bad, mm. or also dumb. Yeah, yeah. Were, yeah. Were you, were you a, just before we begin? Were you a Dilbert guy? I was not a Dilbert guy. No, I was Mutz. Mutz, the little cat and the little dog. Yes. Yeah, they're so cute. And were you a Dilbert guy? Never. I mean, I liked. You know, I think I've talked about this. Calvin yeah. and Hobbes, Far Side. Overboard. Yes. Oh, yeah. Shout out Overboard. Baby. Overboard. Oh, it was a little known one that was very good, yeah. but a pirates. I loved Never read Dilbert really. Far- I would even read a Mother Goose and Grimm before sure. Dilbert. Didn't Ain't understand nothing- what the fuck was going on. Ain't yeah. nothing wrong with Mother Goose and Grimm. I-, I will say. I liked it. I love Beetle Bailey. Whenever I saw um, Dilbert, 
even before knowing what Scott Adams was like, I would give the comic strip the finger and ignore it. <laughs> it seemed, and I think we talked about this before, like one of those comic strips, like Doonesbury or something, where when I would see it, I would think, huh, I guess you have to be older and more sophisticated to understand <laughs> why it's funny. And when I'm older, then I'll get it. And then you get older and you're like, oh, this is just By the absolutely way, did, terrible. Did your mm-hmm. dads have copies of Herman in their bathroom? <laughs> Because my wish. dad had a whole lot of Hermans in the Herman house. My like friend's why. dad had Herman, a Herman collection, which I think I stole from their house. Herman comics looked like they had been all drawn. Shout out to Greg. They, they look, Herman had the look of like... Being... Did you steal my dad's Herman anthology? <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, punk. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> They looked like they had been drawn by a guy going through withdrawal because they, yeah. they were so blurry. Like they were, they were kind very of impressionistic. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. If Shoe, Herman was Shoe? funny, but when I go to yeah. the toilet, I would leaf through it. Herm- I- what was the story? The plight of Herman, who's like a, a old, overweight businessman. I don't even. I think there might have been multiple Hermans. <laughs> like they, Herman seemed to <laughs> yeah, be just like a kind of guy. Yeah, right. Herman was like the cartoonist's name for just <laughs> everything that's crazy under the sun. You've <laughs> mm. been Hermaned. <laughs> I uh Herman. I I uh I really liked going on adventures with Hagar the Horrible. Yeah. But I think I wanted to when I grew up I think I wanted to be Andy Cap. Just wasted all the time, yeah, taking yeah. little funny jabs at my wife. Getting yeah. beaten up by her and her rolling pin. Yeah, I mean I he <laughs> he deserved it, so it's like yeah. she needs to get hers too, but you know, he he seemed like he was having fun. Yeah, good old Andy Cap. Remember Bloom County? That that penguin and eat, uh, Bill the Cat? So how it? is yeah. Bloom County not Doonesbury? Yeah, was it the same guy no, or just the same no, vibe? No. Bloom County sure? was Yes. Doonesbury was tr- by some guy. Justin like, Trudeau. By Trudeau. <laughs> Gary Trudeau. Blue, uh, Blue, Bloom County was Berkeley Breathed. And that was Opus. It wasn't as Look political. Look at what the fuck is going on over so here. did you read it religiously? No, not religiously, but we had one of the books in my house. Mm-hmm. We had some handicap books, some family mm-hmm. circus books, and uh, I think I had a Beetle Bailey book, which I treasured. D- Doonesbury <laughs> was like the latest polls are in. Uh, all right. The latest polls are in, sir. It turns out Democrats don't like this. Like that was a floating Doonesbury, cigar. Yeah, Doonesbury yeah. had a Doonesbury Hunter S. Really Thompson character too. Oh, really? Based on him, Do- I Doonesbury. That. If you're a kid, the kind of thing there kids was nothing love. to laugh at. <laughs> Bloom County was funny. There was like. I don't know. There was funnier stuff. Do these names mean anything to both either of you? Frank and Ernest. It was a comic strip yeah. about two guys who could change shape, change species. So they'd start off being Ooh, two, King K. two unhoused mm-hmm. men. They were furries. Then they'd be Thank aliens. You for saying unhoused about Frank and Ernest. <laughs> they'd be amoebas. Mm-hmm. Then they'd be like witches. And then they'd be like uh, skeletons. But it was always Frank and Ernest. They had the mm. same characteristics, but just they would take different forms, which I, is actually quite terrifying. I didn't know that aspect of Frank and Ernest. That well, blows my mind. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's fucking blows my fucking mind out my ass. Do you remember the Canadian one, for better or for worse? <laughs> Wasn't exactly the funniest, I remember coolest. the announcement. The characters- they, she said she wasn't going to make any more, and they were uh, going back to... Sh- remember to- the protests in the streets? Yeah. People were so upset. It was weird. Trucker convoy was about, <laughs> yeah. for better or for worse. And the characters aged in real time, and some of them yeah, like, died. For better or for worse, if you didn't yeah. uh, read it, was like a Canadian family... It was about a family, a Canadian yeah. family. Not family guy, Michael. Though. There was a no. Michael in it. It was very yeah. earnest and yeah, yeah. The sort son's of name was Michael. gentle. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know somebody died in it. I think because the characters aged in real time, and I think the father died in the, com- <laughs> <laughs> in the funny comic strip. <laughs> the, the character uh, died. Yeah. 
The sun blew his brains out. Oh fuck! No, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh my own. I'm sorry. That was a bad joke. Too mm. dark. <laughs> for better or for worse. But mm. that's to say that we this all love cartoon chat. Though. And I yes. did like for better yeah, or for yeah. worse. To be honest, when I, I was too. Young. I don't know. What why about I liked chips it. or what's that one with chips? Chip the Sun? What were they called? Chip, Chip the, the sun. sun. The Sun's name was Chip and Zits. 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 Yeah. Remember yeah. Crankshaft? There was another one called yeah. Crankshaft. Are you sure that wasn't a hardcore porno, Michael? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I got confused. Yeah, but there was uh, Garfield Does Dallas, <laughs> Family Circus, and Stepsister. But this is all to say that we loved all these comic strips. Yeah, but we didn't like goddamn Dilbert. Never cared and about Dilbert. All of these. No. Yeah, I would even watch like a. Uh, I would even read a Kathy over Dilbert. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, Kathy was fine. Our friend fine. John Semley told me, because yeah. I was once talking to him about Dilbert. Yeah. He was like, Ooh. as a kid, I had a Dilbert toy. He had like a stuffed animal oh, Dilbert. No. We'll, we'll get to it, but yeah. like there was Dilbert mania, basically. Yes. Yeah. And I he was just a blue collar, no, no, a white collar office guy. He had an office, office job, and his yeah. boss was Dilbert, dumb, and his he, job was dumb. Sorry, I got the collars mixed up. He was not blue collar. Dilbert wouldn't last a day on a construction site or- You take that back on <laughs> a factory floor. <laughs> Well, shall I talk about Scotty A? Scott yes. Adams? Yes. Please. So he was born in 1957 in New York State. Not in okay, city. Okay. He grew up as a big fan of peanuts. <laughs> now, guys, peanuts I Peanuts is I the ultimate. I don't get peanuts. I, I love don't peanuts. get it. That's because you choose to uh, avoid any kind of existential uh, <laughs> crisis within your soul. Okay. And you paint it with flowers and happiness. But Some call it pe- trying to be positive. <laughs> but Peanuts gets... It's it's a, like Charlie I, Brown is all of us. I We're all suffering. There must be something amazing about it because so <laughs> many people like it. People who have who are really smart like it. I've just never connected with Charlie peanuts. Brown. I don't get it. Is suffering. Huh. <laughs> Damn. Well, anyway, Mr. Scott Adams also loved Peanuts. And I actually find it interesting. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Mm. I know this is no. we're getting rolling. Yeah, I actually find it very interesting that you didn't connect with Peanuts ever. I I, I don't know. I mean, my joking I guess aside, I never tried that much. But the mostly I w- saw like you know when they had cartoons on TV of Peanuts. Yeah, and I just didn't. I don't know why I didn't. Well, I showed the it. Christmas one to my girls. Like they like them now, but I showed the Christmas one to my girls like maybe a year, two ago, and they were way younger. Um, they're still young, but like, it's like maybe every now and then Snoopy will go like, Aww. and they'll be like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the the way the kids are talking, yeah. it's so dark and depressing and yeah. suicidal. And then it takes a left turn in the last five minutes to being very christian <laughs> yeah it's so bizarre so basically they're they're all just kind of they're they're, they're a bit sad yeah they're mm. like depressed adults talking as mm. kids and they abuse charlie brown they tell him he's worthless and he can't do anything right yeah Damn. lucy is really mean he's suffering charlie from brown. mental illness yeah pdd takeaway well we don't know i'm not a doctor i can't diagnose him but i just want to give a shout out to the Early 30s Popeye cartoons, too. I love those. Okay, let's go. That stuff I like. Okay. I love that. Also, old Tom and the really violent Tom and Jerry's. Oh, yeah. Those were so funny. No, but the Popeye comics was a comic strip in the beginning. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. And he also had mental illness. Yeah. Popeye. His arms are too big. (laughs) It upset him. E.C. Seagar. Seek him out. Hmm. Anyway, so Scott Adams, he loved peanuts. He started drawing cartoons around the age of six. That's young. He won a drawing competition at age at age eleven, mm. um, 
And then he kind of grew up. He went to graduate school, moved to California. California, no. here we come. California, welcome Scott Adams. And he got an MBA <laughs> from Berkeley. Wait, so, he went to like the biggest, like the most cliche, like left-wing granola hippie school in America. Mm-hmm. Berkeley has that reputation. He went, he and got an MBA there. Right. Maybe, maybe something happened that turned him against that. Well, picture this, guys. It's San Francisco, 1979. You're a young Scott Adams. If you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear <laughs> a Dilbert in your hair. <laughs> um, Scott, he gets a job at a bank as a teller. In four months, he got held up at gunpoint <laughs> twice. So he quit. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine if one of you guys almost had brushes with death, I guess you'd you'd be like, fuck this, I'm going to do what I've always dreamed of. So for Scott Adams, it was Dilbert. Imagine how history would have changed, at least comic strip history had changed, had one of those bank robbers had the guts to pull the trigger. <laughs> Anyone here make Dilbert? <laughs> that kind of sounded like Scott Adams, what you just did there. You know, he kind of talks like he's constipated yeah. all the time. Just, Hands up! Just get the hell away. Hands up! We convict you of future crimes, i.e. creating Gilbert. It it was actually a minority report uh, (laughs) sting. Anyway, so he he leaves the bank and he gets a job at Pacific Bell, a phone company. And he worked at Pacific Bell from 1986 to 1995. Just, I think, a pretty boring office job. That's awesome. Oh, a boring office job. Yes, it was the inspiration for a little thing called Dilbert. So he's working at Pacific Bell, but he, he, he has this I dream that he wants to be a cartoonist. Mm-hmm. Like so Peanuts. That fucking guy would get up at 4 a.m. I mean, I'm not doing that. No. He would get up at 4 a.m. to work in his cartoon ideas and drawings <laughs> and go to work. <laughs> he must be <laughs> friends with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Imagine waking up at 4 a.m. to do Dilbert <laughs> before, <laughs> before your regular job. Well... Uh, yeah. He wakes up when Mark Wahlberg's having his lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> so it was in these early morning sessions that Scott created Dilbert based on his life at the office. Do you and, think that Dilbert um, came from like some crazy California drugs? He was like acid or something. Where yeah. You saw Dilbert in like a hallucination was like, I wonder, That's peyote it. or DMT? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, got lost in the desert for two days and came out <laughs> with, with the idea of Dilbert. And, and also Dogbert. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get into Dogbert. Uh, so he's got this idea, Dilbert, and, he, and he, other comics too, and he, he submits them around to various publications, including the New, York, the New Yorker and Playboy, <laughs> but they all rejected him. What do you think a Dilbert would be doing in Playboy? Maybe Dogbert jerking off? or There'd be, He'd be in bed with a buxom woman, and she'd be saying, um, you, uh, you might not last very long, but you, uh, you're doing well on your quarterly reports. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> or she'd say, your quarterly reports are going to be very good this year. Yes. And that would be the whole joke. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so he got rejected by Playboy. Oh, oh man. He, oh, I bet he would have been a total pig at that mansion if, yes. he, if he got in there. He probably has been. No idea. <laughs> anyway, so Adams is getting frustrated. Man, I just keep getting fucking rejected everywhere. We've right. been there. I've been yeah. there. Yep. And Welcome to the creative life. Apparently, you know? an inspirational letter from a fan convinced, persuaded him to keep trying. Hmm. 
so he did, and he finally got Dilbert into a into syndication. There was a company that would like buy your comic strip and like syndicate it to other newspapers. And uh, so in 1989, he got Dilbert picked up. He's in. <clears throat> That's cool. So he couldn't quit his day job at first. You know how it is doing, you know, in the arts, right? His first monthly check was for like 360 bucks. Not exactly going to buy you a Lamborghini. But <laughs> he kept at it. He got more popular. It's, just, it's peanuts when he got paid. Thank ah. you. He got Calvin and Hobbed. Anyway. The only food he could buy with that uh, kind of money would give him zits. Oh, Nice. Fuck, I don't have one. Bill Bailey. Oh. <laughs> Hagar. 1991. All of a sudden, he's in 100 newspapers. 1994, maybe in utero, he was in 400 papers. So the year that we lost Kurt Cobain to his own hand, Scott Adams Allegedly. Having the best year of his life. And he's that is no it. coincidence. <laughs> now, this is interesting. Adams attributed... <laughs> Apparently, like... <clears throat> You know how Adam Curtis, Ian uh, Curtis, um, yes. hung himself after watching Herzog's uh, Strychak? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kurt Cobain Read a found, Dilbert anthology? Yeah, his actual <laughs> blood from the his shot. own assassination of himself was Splat, splattered all yeah. over a Dilbert. It's true. Fuck. All rock fans know this. You, you have but to I read, understand. You have to read Dilbert in the right headspace, or it yeah. might do weird things to yeah. you. Yeah, you can't be depressed and uh, on heroin reading Dilbert. Um, Scott Adams attributed his success in Dilbert to the idea of including his email address in the panels, <laughs> thus facilitating reader feedback and suggestions. Email is like an office thing. Yeah. So, yeah. It makes sense. Like, Chris, yeah. yeah. Maybe in stand-up, that's something you could do, Chris. Like, hey, what's up, everybody? My name's Chris Locke. Check me out. My email is chrislock at gmail.com. Yeah. If you have any comments. Mm-hmm. Chris Locke no, I think that's good. Uh, Yell out your emails right now, and I'll write them down while I'm on stage, and I'll sign you up for my email list. <laughs> yeah. So it's now 1996. Fucking Dilbert's in 800 papers now. It's going crazy. 800 papers. Oasis are on top of the world. Yep. Pinkerton just came out. <laughs> Scott Adam Adams, he quits his job and becomes a full-time cartoonist at the age of 39. Wait, so he even though he was already in 400 newspapers, he was still working at Bell. Yeah, he, he waited for quite a while. Wow. But it goes to show you, follow your dreams. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was reading, Mark Twain wasn't published until he was 41. Wow. J.R.R. Tolkien wasn't published until he was 45. Whoa. Charles Bukowski, 51. And here it is, Scott Adams quitting his day job <laughs> at 39. Don't give up. So, <laughs> Adam's living the life. He's released yeah. his first book called The Dilbert Principle. Right. And, uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. And Adam said, uh, I wrote The Dilbert Principle around the concept that in many cases, the least competent, least smart people are promoted simply because they're the ones you don't want doing actual work. You want them ordering the donuts and yelling at people for not doing their assignments. You know, the easy work. Your heart surgeons and your computer programmers, your smart people, aren't in management. That's kind of the ethos of Dilbert, I think. Oh, how is Dilbert that's funny. portrayed? Is he adult who's smarter than his superiors, or is he uh, the smartest guy there who's being sort of like persecuted by his manager? I don't know. I, th- it's, I think he's almost kind of a regular guy who's just bewildered by how stupid people, how stupid right. office life is. What's the boss? Mm. Pointy-headed boss is the name of the boss character? I forget his name. 
And you got, he's really funny. You got yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a fan fave. I wonder how Scott Adams' colleagues at Bell felt when suddenly he's doing this comic strip mm. in every newspaper in America that's absolutely roasting them every day of the week. Totally. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, anyway, well, we're going to reach out and interview them. <laughs> that would be awesome for the second Deep part dive. of this series. So, um, by the year 2000, he's in fucking 2,000 newspapers, 57 countries, 19 languages. Life in the fast lane. So Dilbert transcended countries and cultures yep. and oh, all yeah. across the planet. Yep. In my Man. country, Dilbert is very important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You wouldn't have this whole Ukraine war shit yeah. now if they all just had a Dilbert. I just pictured some <clears throat> uh, chimpanzees reading Dilbert in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> and they decide to end their battle against another chimpanzee group. <laughs> um, here's a little aside. I read an article where Scott Adams at, was asked to pick his favorite Dilbert strips. Oh my God. And I thought we could act one out. Does that sound good? That sounds awesome. I love it. I I'm mean, an I, actor. I'm a little rusty. I haven't acted. I'm just in a moving my computer while, but, here. Uh, I'm so sorry we, for yawning. I don't we've know all got to look at it. I'm having to come down now. Okay, so um, Scott Adams said that this cartoon was one of his top ten favorite Dilbert cartoons. Okay, so I'm going to play mm-hmm. Dilbert. Okay, Mike, you play my coworker. Will do. And Chris, you play the pointy-headed boss. Okay. Okay. And scene. This is this is one of his favorite Dilbert s- strips. What's your take on this, Dilbert? Oh, and they're in a meeting. Sorry, they're in their office oh, in oh a God. meeting. Now the listeners are totally mm-hmm. right. They're in a meeting. Confused. We're Sorry. in a meeting. Okay. Okay. Here we go. This is his favorite one. What's your take on this, Dilbert? What? Sorry, I was using this time to think about something useful. Maybe your boss can fill you in. I was brain golfing. So that is one of Scott Adams. And that was in over 100 million <laughs> newspapers every day. Yes. From Just. the Ar- Antarctic to the jungles <laughs> yes. of the Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Dilbert. Um, but it's a real slice of office life. Yeah, that conversation is just pillorying <laughs> office culture. No question about it. I was brain golfing. <laughs> you got to use that. Uh, next probably special, will. next Chris Locked stand-up special. Yeah. So I always thought. Dilbert- Sorry, audience, were you talking? I was brain golfing. <laughs> <laughs> four. Oh, yes, yes. Why'd you say four, boss? Because one, two, three. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I was brain golfing. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought because I never really read Dilbert. I thought it was like. A like merciless attack on corporate culture, but it's not. It's just no. that like, oh, the wrong people are in charge. Pretty if smart much. guys were in charge, like then corporations <laughs> could achieve their goals even faster. That really sounds like Scott Adams's mentality from the smidgen I've r- learned about him. He thinks he's the smartest guy on the planet. Yes, yes, yes. And everyone to else a, is dumb. You couldn't be more right. Yes, to a racist degree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey, did you guys know there was a Dilbert TV show? I did know that. Have you seen it? I've seen clips of it on YouTube, and I don't think it was very successful. I was don't, it? it was on UPN. I remember. Which... Where, I remember where sometimes every now and then it would come on, and I would try to climb into my own toilet <laughs> <laughs> to escape. What I remember was like, there's you know, NBC, CBS, ABC, the big networks. Yeah. Fox was like kind of behind a little, yes. and then way down was the WB. 
And then way, way, yeah. way down from that was UPN. Yes. And Dilbert was on UPN. It ran for two seasons okay. and was made with former Seinfeld writer Larry Charles. Was UPN, oh. did it stand for United Parcels Network? <laughs> <laughs> it was Paramount. Oh, sorry, Paramount. I want to work with you one day on something big. <laughs> something big. Larry Charles is a huge TV guy, but yeah. I guess Dilbert was so big that he was a hot property to, to work on. Yeah, Larry right. Charles is from Cheers? Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. And one of the uh, Sasha Baron Cohen things, I think. Right. Anyway, um, in 2020, by the way, Adams told his followers on Twitter that the reason his show got canceled was because he was white and UPN made the decision toward <laughs> African-American viewers. <laughs> I'm sure that's why. Dilbert is he's a victim of so-called reverse racism. Now, who did... The, do you know who did the voice of Dilbert? No, but that's a great question. Wonder, Chris, can you look that up? We can edit the search out. But yeah. I'm curious or if I it's someone funny. Because um, when you think of that comic strip, it's always tough to take a character or characters who people have only read and then to get Holy the voice. Holy crap, it was Daniel Stern. Oh, for But also Chris years. Elliott did Dogbert. Really? And Larry Miller uh, did Pointy-Haired Boss. Oh wow! So good, some good real, voice. I mean, very funny people. A bunch honestly. of great guys. Yeah. And you know what? I'm looking up Dilbert on IMDb. It had a seven point some seven point three rating. It's not that bad. Jason Alexander did Catbert. <laughs> Tom Kenny did Ratbert. Fuck wow. man, this show. Here we are. Here we are mocking this show, and it's. I, know. Uh, I can see, I can see Daniel Stern doing it because he has that sort of deadpan, kind of sarcastic uh, delivery. That I guess an office worker like Dilbert, who was very mild, would Jerry would Seinfeld use. did one. So it was. So wow. Larry Charles did Seinfeld. So he pulled some strings, eh? Hey, by the way, just because I'm looking at the IMDb here, yeah. the uh, the Dilbert IMDb page is suggesting I look at Duckman. Remember Duckman? Oh God. That yeah. was a yeah. weird show. I liked Duckman. I did really? too. I remember Jason yeah. Alexander said in an interview he he accepted that job when he didn't know if Seinfeld was a go, and then he really regretted it because he got show sucked, looked the, stuck into it. The look oh, of that's it, his best show. Agreed. Look, He's corny. It looks so filthy and dirty and gross. Mike, Duck Chris Man. and I like filthy and dirty and gross. Well, I like things to be nice and clean. Yeah, well, I need, don't I, watch I, Duckman. So he said that... Dilbert I need was, my cartoons to have a bit of an edge. Sorry. <laughs> but he even in 2000, he was like, this is because he said Dilbert's it was reverse white. racism, yeah. No, okay. All right. Um, when did he say d- he? This made was a- in 2020. He said this. Oh, so Dilbert's white. Well, yes, but in 2020 he said that his show got canceled because Dilbert was white 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is a this is a really really <laughs> funny controversy. I think. Uh, so, so people start getting the sense that man Scott Adams sucks. Like this guy sucks ass, and. Because he'd make like comments and weird, say weird things like I just said about the Dilbert got canceled because he was white. Right. So there would be threads on Reddit where people would be like, Scott Adams is a douche, right? <laughs> and um, there was one Reddit thread <laughs> where people are talking about Scott Adams as a douchebag. And, and uh, oh, they were talking about that Scott Adams said, quote, if you can't pass a basic knowledge test on the subject you're arguing about, you're not entitled to your opinion. So a lot of people on the Reddit thread are like, what a douchebag, you know, what a, what a loser. But one user on Reddit with the name Planned Chaos wrote a weird 
defensive reply, and he said, quote, If an idiot and a genius disagree, the idiot generally thinks the genius is wrong. It's fair to say you disagree with Adams, but you can't rule out the hypothesis that you're too dumb to understand what he's saying. And he's a certified genius. Just saying. (laughs) And some internet sleuths discovered that this Reddit user planned chaos really wrote a lot of posts defending Scott Adams and constantly calling Scott Adams a genius. Hmm. Here's another post from that user. Um, Quote, as far as Adams' ego goes... Maybe you don't understand what a writer does for a living. No one writes unless he believes what he writes will be interesting to someone. Everyone on this page is talking about him, researching him, and obsessing about him. His job is to be interesting, not loved. As someone mentioned, <laughs> as someone mentioned, he has a certified genius IQ, and that's hard to hide. So eventually people certified. On, yeah. Eventually people on Reddit were like, "Is that Scott Adams?" And he admitted it. So Scott Adams, like 10 years ago, used a burner account to go on a bunch of arguments about Scott Adams and say, but that guy's a genius, a certified genius. And the planned chaos was a reference to some libertarian book. I also think that... um, Planned chaos. I've never met anyone who consistently claimed that they were a genius and thought that they were, like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually insane to make up a burner account and spend all day using it to say you're a genius. Yeah. Like that's what Isaac Here's Newton the thing. Here's the thing. Let's take it back from the let's go behind the obvious insanity of it and embarrassment of it and think that okay, so now we're in the genius's brain. <laughs> we're sitting in the genius's chair behind the laptop or whatever. Um isn't there a part of you that uh, reasons with yourself that, nah, it's weird that no one else is saying stuff about me like this? <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Like, wouldn't a genius start feeling uncomfortable that no one else has ever claimed he was a genius? <laughs> if you think you're a genius, maybe if you were smart, you'd realize that might mean you're a narcissist. Yeah. I think people- but narcissists apparently never can... Uh, acknowledge that they're a narcissist. People confuse being financially successful with g- g- like genius, with like intellectual genius. Yeah, like he clearly is very successful. Oh yeah, big time. And he knows how to draw a damn office scene. That he certainly make you slap does. Your knee. He certainly Would a fool does. have created Dilbert? <laughs> um, <clears throat> what's another shitty thing he did here? Here's one. Uh, so in 2011, he wrote a blog post where he said, "Quote." The reality is that women are treated differently by society for exactly the same reason that children and the mentally handicapped are treated differently. It's just easier this way for everyone. You don't argue with a four-year-old about why he shouldn't eat candy for dinner. You don't punch a mentally handicapped guy even if he punches you first. And you don't argue with a woman when she tells you she's only making 80 cents to your dollar. It's a path of least resistance. How many times do we men suppress our natural instincts for sex and aggression just to get something better in the long run? It's called strategy. Sometimes you sacrifice a pawn to nail the queen. So he deleted that blog post later, but sounds like a guy arguably not the coolest point yeah. of view. He, does, he mentioned something very specific there. It sounds like he's a guy who at least on one occasion has been punched by a mentally handicapped <laughs> man. 
<laughs> he's definitely thought the scenario through in a way that makes you wonder. And he's tried to reason. He's tried to reason with everybody on the sidewalk that saw the incident. I can't punch him back. You, I can't. You're saying I can't punch him back. Yeah. Strategy? What? Yeah. Sacrifice a I'm pawn. I'm not going to punch you back for strategy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He's smart though. He's using what a chess is the reason for analogy. women to get paid? Like. He still didn't give a reason why women should get paid less than men. He just said, don't men. argue about it. Yeah. Yeah, because they're like children or the mentally handicapped. It's yeah. not worth it. But that yeah. still doesn't, you know I what I'm know, saying? Yeah, it doesn't justify. It's so fucked up. What a dink. I'd like him to go a few rounds with Ronda Rousey. Oh, She could teach him a thing or two. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do. I do, yes. It would be lovely to see her do like a... Yeah, sort of swift, like, sidekick to his head. <laughs> Roundhouse kicks. Bam! Just watches. Yeah. That'd his be glasses cool. go flying. And then he's on his hands and knees searching for his glasses. And then she's kicking him again and again in the balls and anus. It doesn't even have to be Ronda Rousey. It could probably oh, be no? any regular woman could probably do a yeah. sweet-ass roundhouse kick to Rosie his head. Rosie <laughs> O'Donnell. Yeah. So, uh, oh, excuse you, Chris. You had a sneeze. Wow. That wasn't very strategic of you. Every now and then I strategically sneeze. <laughs> um, Sorry about that. So he's made millions. Yeah. Uh, he, bought, he owned a restaurant briefly. Did he? And uh, the head chef told Gawker, he truly has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> um, the chef told Gawker some of Scott Adams' suggestions for the restaurant. Oh, yeah? They included adding puns to the menu, like for the Caesar salad saying... Named after the great Romaine emperor, Julius Salad. Romaine instead of Roman. But not Caesar. Julius. No. Yeah. You know, Caesar Salad was uh, invented in Mexico. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, he also had the idea for a banquet room used for events like Mommy Mojito Night. Now, Mike, that seems like an idea that you would come Sign up with. Sign me up. Mommy Mojito Night. Yeah. Um, and uh, murder mysteries <laughs> and nude volleyball tournaments. Okay. Hmm, interesting. Uh, he also had genius. <laughs> he also. I don't. Even, I don't think that would be sexy. Nude volleyball. A lot of stuff flying around. Uh, he also had the idea for a flat television screen that plays a constant loop of Dilbert comic strips. Amazing. And perhaps even have employees wear Dilbert style uh, white <laughs> short sleeve shirts that and ties that curled up. Get out of here, Hooters! There's a new theme <laughs> restaurant in town. Dilters. <laughs> Dilters. <laughs> Dildicks. So, right. He, so puns, alarm bells are going off in my mind. And he, it's just, he's a guy who's succeeded in the general arena of comedy, but he has, he's like humorless. I mean, yeah. There's nothing, he's no f- uh, sense of comedy. It's hard because there are some cartoonists who are clearly really, really funny, creative, cool people, I'm sure. But... It does seem like the threshold for being funny in a comic strip can be kind of low or yes. strange at times. Yes. And Dilbert definitely in that. Politically, role. and his politics really became known widely or wider um, during the Trump era exactly. on Twitter. Leading up to that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, people on his side of politics leaning never really kind of have a sense of humor. It's bizarre. They're very serious people who think they're geniuses. <laughs> yeah. They're either that or they're like just try their humor is trying to trigger libtards. Yeah. 
Um, was there a libtard theme night at his restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> Thursday night. Libtards oh, I, get I in. I needed gluten yeah. free. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Eat gluten. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, one of my parents' friends when I was young, he was for some reason really annoyed by the idea that people would, wouldn't like something gluten free. And I, I remember him being like, why is everything gluten free now? When I go to the restaurant, I say, can you put some more gluten on it? <laughs> And here I am, <laughs> older, and I have to go gl- gluten free. Um, so exactly like you said, Chris, we're getting to like Trump era. No, like twenty fifteen, nobody thought Trump had a shot. Remember those days? Everyone was yeah. certain Hillary would win. I'm one of them. You know, one guy that was pretty sure Trump would win. Dildo. 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 Scotty A. Dildo Baggins. Scott. <laughs> oh yeah, Dildo. Scott Adams wrote a blog post predicting that Trump had a 98% chance of winning the presidency Whoa. based on his persuasion skills. Hmm. And um, That's just genius math right there. Yes. Yeah, 98. Oh, really? You've got it, you know, that precise? Because he wrote a few, like, business theory books, I think, or, like, mm. business management books, Scott Adams. Well, like, get this. He was a trained hypnotist. No. Scott Adams a is a nerd magician hypnotist? hypnotist? You'll find Dilbert funny. <laughs> he hypnotized America for a brief time. Yeah, he did. Um, and uh, he said he kind of hypnotizes himself with affirmations that help him with success and focus. He said he'd do stuff like picturing in his mind something he wanted and wrote it down 15 times a day on a piece of paper. Hmm. Have you ever done that, Chris? Like with a girl you liked or something? Like you write down... You, you visualize it and affirm it and write no, it down. No, I, st- I stick my tongue out and draw a picture of boobies and say, <laughs> I want, and look at the picture. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just have a notebook that has just every page just says in small writing, hand job, hand job, hand job, hand job, Like Bart Simpson on the chalkboard. <laughs> And you could give yourself one, and it would come true. <laughs> um, yeah, so that started becoming kind of his brand, like that he predicted Donald Trump would win, and he started this doing periscopes on Twitter, like long videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were called Coffee with Scott Adams, mm. and he'd chat about politics, persuasion. Should have called it Scoffee. <laughs> yeah, and roots to success. I did watch one of these. I regret to say it was really, really thrilling. stupid. You yeah. see a man, a nerd, opining. I remember uh, at the time it was him just kind of being like Trump is going to win because you know he's like the basically he, he's an alpha male and persuasive and people are drawn to that. I mean, I maybe he was fucking right. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of seemed like it. Like the weird thing is, like remember we would watch those debates and be like, "This yeah. is such an outright joke that it felt like the." Like all of America was crumbling yeah. just by those debates, but he was—he captivated everybody. Yes. Like everybody loved watching him be the shitty version, shitty shittiness. That what he was, was that line where where he said Hillary said something, and then Trump said something like, "If I was president, you'd be in jail," and it was—it really yeah. blew up. And it yeah. was like, yeah, it was like watching like fucking Jerry Springer or something, and everyone was like, "Oh." And even recently, like he's trying to come back, and what did he call Ron DeSantis, Ron de Meatball, or Ron de Meatball, <laughs> something like that. Meatball Doesn't have the same Ron. thing as Sleepy Joe or uh, no? Was it Crazy Bernie? Crazy Bernie, I think so. Yeah, yeah. What did he call Hillary? Uh, 
They're never that good. That was just the lock her up thing. What do you yeah. call her? Lying Hillary or something like that. Um, yeah. Email Hillary. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was one of those guys politically that's e- like Hillary. Oh God, <laughs> I'm not, I lost it. I lost the plot. You know what? Joke got uh, a little uh, overdone though. But what about her emails? Remember that? Like, yeah, that's what I, I was get trying it, to but parody. like, whatever. Um. <laughs> so, but yeah, politically, he was one of those people where he's like, I'm not a member of any party. I'm kind of libertarian, you know. I feel like everybody who said that in the last few years is like maybe kind of right wing, you know. You see a there lot of that. Like, be, I'm uh, not, yeah, I'm not anything. I just like Trump. Yeah, I'm libertarian. I just don't believe that there should be any government or taxes <laughs> and that everyone should fight in the streets for everything. Yeah, and as I said, I'm neither right nor left. <laughs> the government doesn't owe you anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't lean this way or that. I'm just racist libertarian. <laughs> I just don't think you should pay taxes. It's uh, ba- survival of the fittest and only the strong will win. I'm very politically neutral. <laughs> Um, so he made some wild predictions that uh, may not have come true. Okay. In March 2020, Adams predicted that Trump, Sanders, and Biden would all contract COVID and that one of them would die from it by the end of the year. Oh. Odd prediction. Genius. He also predicted in 2020 that if, if Biden won, that police would stand down as Republicans were hunted and killed. <laughs> What a prediction. Imagine. Wait a minute. He predicted that. Police would stand down. Police would be like, let's let these Republicans be hunted and killed like the purge. Oh, because, yes, all these left-wing cops across America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gluten-free cops. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's a good idea for a show we should pitch. We are the gluten-free cops. Uh, You can't really make a cop show now. Gluten-free something else. (laughs) Anyway... Gluten-free barbarian. Chief, we got something to say. We're all resigning from the force. Why? Because Biden won and all, and there's going to be uh, open season on Republicans in America. I thought you were going to say, because the cafeteria only serves gluten. Oh. <laughs> Chief, my girlfriend needs an abortion. You're fired. <laughs> Give me your badge and your gun. No, you're fired. <laughs> Is this what you want in America? <laughs> Get them, boys. Um, so we're pretty much at the end of my uh, Dilbert stuff, except for where we're at now. Although, Mike, you did mention that he had a Dilbert house. So he built like a mansion. I think he designed it. And you can see pictures on Google Images or whatever website you want. Um, and there is like a silo. If you Google Scott Adams' house that like looks like Dilbert, like it has the spiky or whatever hairdo, Dilbert, the iconic Dilbert hairdo. <laughs> And his hilarious eyes uh, are. Uh, are you sure a it's feature. his house? It's his house. Yeah, I mean, kind of a dead giveaway. That That's the thing. Yeah, that you live there. It's like a castle. It looks it's like, like a, a moat, turret, or turret. not a moat. Sorry, a turret. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, he, hmm. Well, I'm sure he has a moat though, and a, and a sword. But yeah, and didn't he have like also like a much younger? Yes, um, he was divorced, and in 2020 he announced he was engaged to a model slash baker, <laughs> and now they're divorced. Oh God, the guy's Why? unlucky. He's as unlucky in love as he is lucky in cartooning. <laughs> Did he sort of start talking to her about how he feels about <laughs> women, or is that what happened? <laughs> 
don't know. Did she kind of think that sucks? (laughs) It is funny, though, because he's a guy who's unbelievably wealthy. You know, there's like a. Have sex with me, you mentally challenged childlike creature. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he he still can't make it work. Oh, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) So. Now we're this at guy fucking sucks. Imagine mm. finding yourself though, like, oh no, the man on top like, having sex with me, consensual, is created Dilbert. That must not be a turn on. Yeah, yeah, but you're in a damn mansion. You are in a damn mansion with a turret that looks like Dilbert. So sometimes I, I wish you created a dildo. <laughs> Mike, have you ever made love in a mansion? Sort of. <laughs> really? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you guys are making me blush. Did a I'm butler not... bring you like uh, a condoms on a dish sir. with a lid on it, and then they unveiled the condoms? <laughs> condoms for your winky, sir. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jeeves. You're welcome, sir. Do you want me to put it on with my mouth? <laughs> what? Shall, Shall I put it on with my mouth, sir? Can I sit <laughs> in the corner and watch? <laughs> <laughs> Jeeves, you that horny would be a, motherfucker! What a kinky, like, yeah, butler situation. You're about to make love, and you go, ah, need a condom, and you ring a bell, ding a ling a ling a ling. Jeeves comes in and puts oh. it on for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Were you sleeping, Jeeves? Did I wake you? No, no, no worries, <laughs> sir. It's okay. I, Jeeves yeah. has nipple rings. Yeah, I was just watching Dilbert on TV. <laughs> <laughs> He's white, you know. <laughs> That's why they canceled it for UPN. Yeah. <laughs> The program was too challenging for modern America. <laughs> would not want to be Dilbert's boss right now. It's so funny that he would have said that, <laughs> that Dilbert, the cartoon, got canceled because it's white. Because at the time it was on, every cartoon basically was about white characters like The Simpsons, yeah. Family Guy. Probably 99% of shows were white. Yes. Yeah. So it would be like, oh, this insane. is the one yeah. show that was... Uh, yeah. Oh, But yeah. he also retroactively said it 20 years later. Yeah. What a dumb motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, well that brings us to present day And he's in the news Mr. Scott is in the he's news He's a newsmaker I watched the video I did too It's embarrassing Yes, and uh, Adams responded to a poll from something called Rasmussen Reports Famous, everyone knows it Yeah Everyone knows that polling And that particular poll claimed that 53% of black respondents uh, Only 53% of black respondents Agreed with the phrase that it's okay to be right, to be white, which is a well-known like white supremacist uh, phrase. Like it's okay to be white is is a white supremacist right. thing. It, it might sound provocative. Uh, it's a phrase that's like trending right now somehow. Or? No, but it was like a response to like the kind of thing like black is beautiful or like black power or uh, black lives matter. So it might not like, be just at face value. Like, no, do it's you think not, there's anything inherently wrong with that? If someone is white is different than maybe like, what this might be. It's from the see, same sort of POV as yeah. like all lives matter. Yes. Because right. they don't get why yeah. black people would want to say black and lives if, matter. It means yes. something more than what it, if you see the, graffiti subtext that says it's okay to be white, the person who wrote that is like, and like a neo-Nazi, basically. Like, like it's black people who are being persecuted, sticking up for themselves, uh, is challenging to these white people. Yeah. Like, they think they're being challenged. 
Anyway, so Scott Adams made some video online where he talked about this poll and characterized black people as a hate group and said, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people, which is a fairly wild, insane thing to say. And where would we go? (laughs) Yeah, great question. (laughs) Friggin', uh, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's so ridiculous. Northern Saskatchewan? You're just going to keep running away. Like, listen to me, Dilbert man. Wherever you go, there you are. You don't want to get away from black people. You want to get away from ever looking inside yourself. You (laughs) stupid idiot. It's very strange. I don't understand that impulse at all. Like, the, the, the best thing about Toronto, in my opinion, and lots of big cities, is that it's an interesting place with lots of interesting people from lots of in different backgrounds. Yes. Grateful That's for the diversity. That's the best thing about this city, I would say. And some people from the East Coast live here. Too. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, whatever. Anyway, Dilbert was dropped by a ton of newspapers after that, including uh, the LA Times, the Washington Post, USA Today, the and Globe. the Globe and Mail. Globe and Mail, Canada's paper of record. In that video... So yeah, he, like he's no longer in any paper except for maybe like the National Review or something, <laughs> or like the Stormfront website or something. <laughs> but he also in that video we just watched before, he's like, you know, all my life I've I've tried, to, you know, I've hel- I've spent my whole life helping black people. Now no longer. And I was like, wait, what? How would exactly how did you do that? How did you devote Help your life black- to helping black people? By like- by doing Dilbert and Dilbert yeah. and Catbert, that was really helpful to the, to I the African American ex- yeah. community. Yes. Designing a silo on his property to look like Dilbert was <laughs> to help black people find where Dilbert's creator lives. Yeah, <laughs> and white people and other people, but you know, black people were included in that beacon in the night. Yeah. So this is a problem in his like. He's a wealthy guy living in a mansion in an isolated like area surrounded by other wealthy people. And he's obsessed with this racial thing mm. that, like, what does it matter mm-hmm. to him? Like, what a weird yeah. preoccupation for this fucking guy. Yeah. It does seem like, you know, you get really rich and then and sort of powerful and you kind of live isolated with whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Just and his You thoughts. start becoming <laughs> selfish and strange and resenting other people and being afraid of other people and not liking other people. And it's it's... I don't know. It's like having no historical sort of uh, awareness of anything and just expecting... Yeah, they're like, like we, oh. all, we all start off with the same uh, chances in life. Uh, <laughs> look what I did. I did something amazing. I created Dilbert. <laughs> <laughs> why, why couldn't other people do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln uh, emancipated the uh, slaves uh, years ago. You can go and make your own Dilbert now. <laughs> it's, easy, it's that easy. And so he destroyed his entire this. I mean, <laughs> legacy. <laughs> legacy. I don't don't want to refer to Dilbert as a legacy. Yeah. I almost had a spit take, and I have nothing in my mouth. Legacy I almost just puked. But for something that was so huge, like it's just evaporated overnight because of one fucking video he made, where he doesn't. He just seems like he's like he just woke up to. He's not very energetic. He's kind of hunched over. He's like, that's it. I'm not. I'm through with helping them. But it's weird because uh, I was watching that video with, like, pierced eyes, like looking at his eyes. Like, is he being like? Does he have any sort of like 
watch what you're saying. No, he's being <laughs> so free with it. Like it's bizarre. Like it's the most blatantly racist, confidently racist thing I've seen in a long yes, time. Yes, that's what is striking about it. You, it's very much not hidden to a, it's a, a shocking degree. I guess it's yeah. very open. Yeah. What is up with and that's, people uh, in castles and mansions who have more <laughs> money than God? Yeah, you who are obsessed happy. with weird culture war stuff like J.K. Rowling or fucking Scott Adams or even Elon Musk. Like, just enjoy your 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 swindled money that you have for this stupid thing you made that you yeah you, a bunch of people like for some god. It's who knows why? I know we're reason. a comedy podcast, but <laughs> yeah, the the anti-trans thing. I'm so fucking sick of it. It's insane. It has nothing to do with these people. If we make anyways, I'll make jokes from you later, <laughs> which I, I I hope we do, and we all get mansions from this podcast in a couple years. Really? I'm going to be really happy. I'm not going to. I'm going to become a climate change denialist. <laughs> I'm going to get a. Ca- we're all going to get castle-like turrets that look like us. Yeah, on our be property. Awesome. Maybe nearby, we could live outside, like somewhere in the countryside. Yeah, Turkey Point. Yeah, get yes. mansions side by side, meet up, record the podcast. Oh, God, <laughs> Maybe I we wish. could build towers that are sh- that look like us and are shaking each other's hands. And there's mic- trees that look like microphones <laughs> in front of our mouths. That's a good idea. And there could be some sort of uh, we could make the lake look like GarageBand, uh, which we used to edit <laughs> yeah. the episodes with yeah. lily pads like yes. representing the buttons yes, and everything. Yes, 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 yeah, that's I love really that. good. I oh, think you're going to say something nice. And we just went. No, that's 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 better. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I hope I hope we end up in Scott Adams' situation, but mm-hmm. I don't mean I only mean mm. in that he's really rich. I'd love to be as ripped as him, as rich as him. Me too, but not have the same brain. I would like an episode <laughs> of Quantum Leap, mm-hmm. where the leaper goes into Scott Adams' body mm-hmm. and helps correct some of his misguided libertarian followers. Yeah. Mm. Well. That's Mr. Scotty A. Kid A, meet <laughs> Scott A. <laughs> it came full circle. It I knew there was back. a reason we brought this that up. And I woke up drawing a deal bird. This morning I woke up drawing. Uh, thanks, James. Bird. Great oh, work thanks. on yeah. Scott Adams. I thought, let's go topical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we tweet out Scott Adams, yes. it's going to get twi- Twitter talking yes. and Instagram, yes. too. And if you're a Dilbert fan, uh, don't come after us because uh, please please we have families yeah we have families and friends yeah and lovers mm-hmm. oh no it's time to bring out the evil oh and look at it it's got those famous Dilbert glasses and the hairdo and got that pointy tie that the one the character has the pointy tie <laughs> and look He's opening up his little head, <laughs> yes. and you can see a hologram of someone brain golfing. Brain golfing? <laughs> and, oh. What's that? He has a pamphlet. Come here. Let me take that. Oh, it's an invitation to some sort of meeting for white men. Oh. No. <laughs> and it says to text this number, and then we'll tell you the address hmm. uh, on the day of the meeting. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to do that, but uh, thanks, Evilometer. Mm-hmm. Um, who wants to go first, gentlemen? What would Dilbert do? What would Dilbert do? I think he would choose Chris. Oh, no. That might be an insult, Mike. <gasps> Ooh. Well, hmm, since I'm in the... Uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to say four. Mm. Because is ignorance 
is completely shit, but it seems like most people understand that. Um, maybe Dilbert brought happiness to people. I don't fucking know. For a minute, for a minute, it did. Uh, I was thinking of. But he's never killed anybody. He's just an idiot. He's just a goddamn idiot. But but also, he's an idiot with a loud voice, and that spreads hate and disinformation across the uh, airwaves. I feel sad for the whatever segment that exists of the African American community that was a hard that were hardcore Dilbert fans that had to see that video yeah. and suddenly they're like, "Oh no, my favorite comic strip, I can't enjoy it anymore." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. I'm sure yeah. it's a huge percentage. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, that must have been a, quite the blow. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, when you said four, I said birds of a feather because I said to myself, I think that he's a 4.1. Yeah. Because if you're talking douchebag a meter, yeah, he's probably a 9.9. If you're talking loser a meter, yeah, he's pretty high. Evil, yeah, yeah he's probably a four. Yeah. He sucks. Yeah. I think he's more of a loser, a fucking loser. Loserometer. Than, he's than high. Then yeah. evil. He has like uh, awful opinions and says crazy bad imagine stuff, we had called the podcast loser men loser men <laughs> would be good have been good too but less snappy loser. we will we'll create a loser men offshoot and maybe get younger guys uh whoever <laughs> to host it <laughs> but we'll, we'll own it we'll be like the oh, owners it'll be like a franchise so like yeah. we made an american money. version of yes. the office yeah we'll make like a slicker more accessible yeah. version of this with younger hotter guys. generation y yeah, maybe yeah. not even yeah maybe we should yeah switch it up Mm. As long loser as we're men. making the money. Yeah, yeah. Money, loser money, men money, hosted money. by three women. Sure. Yes. Or three non-binary people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give Scott Adams, who I think sucks and is a loser and he is a, dip, a goddamn nerd. Uh, Mike, why don't you see what you really feel? Um, <laughs> smokes. 6.9. I've never heard you not dislike someone more. 6.9. And we've done Jeffrey Dahmer. This is great. 6.9. 6.9. Oh, and the little bit of sexual innuendo there, too. Just oh, sticking I didn't it even, to him. I didn't even consider that. Well, then you must be horny. Because that was a <laughs> Freudian <laughs> slip or something. <laughs> Could you believe that Reddit thing? I remember that at the time. That's crazy. That's really That's actually the worst thing anybody could ever do. That's really, Pretending really to be bad. a different person to sing your praises. Not only to defend yourself, but to go as far as... Declaring that you are a genius. Maybe you don't understand because this man over here who is not me is a genius. You know, there was a a basketball GM who had a burner Twitter account that was like really defending himself. And he he revealed too much information that someone realized that's the that's the GM. Yeah. And he got fucking called out on it. And he blamed his wife and said it was his wife's, but he, yeah. got, he ended up getting fired. And people sometimes forget which account they're in and they tweet the mm, wrong yeah, yeah, that's the wrong best. way. Yeah. 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 Well, gentlemen. Oh, I was going to say Chris's line. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me tonight. Dil- Dilbert's just fucking me up. Does it have to be my line? You've been Dilbert-sized. <laughs> Dilbert-pilled. <laughs> She blinded me with Dilbert. (laughs) (laughs) She blinded me with Dilbert. And And the girl looks like Dilbert, I guess. She's like Dilbert. She's riding him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there must be like triple X Dilbert fan pictures on like DeviantArt. Let me look it up. Dilbert. Hang on. We got to look this up before we end. Where he's fucking Dogbert. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or who's the lady in the office? She blinded me with Dogbert. (laughs) <laughs> All right, I'm Googling Dilbert Triple X. Let's see. 
Dilbert. X, X, X. Images. Okay, guys, I think we have our answer. Oh! Uh, the cartoon of Dilbert having sex with someone. Alice? Oh, is that her name? Look. Whoa, Dilbert's getting and then down and dirty. another one with Dilbert getting a blowjob. He's this having is, a good time. This is not officially sanctioned Dilbert stuff. I, d- I you know? truly doubt it. Um, <laughs> anyway. Well, what do we have to promote before we say Oh, yeah, well? I like this new segment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris. Hey, if you're in Toronto, there's a few tickets left, not many, to the Mike and James hosted Chris Locke live at his own birthday comedy show. <laughs> at the county bar 9.30 Tuesday March 7th what is that is that Dilbert using his nose Dilbert's sex window it says is he licking or is that his nose I don't know oh god did AI <laughs> make he, that is he licking or is that his nose I couldn't really see yeah. anyways don't worry about it Mike and I are hosting it though Christmas yeah. birthday show yeah. Tuesday March 7th at comedy bar's main space oh comedy bar Comedybar.ca for tickets? Yeah. There's only a few left, honestly. Yeah. I asked. I checked in today, and we're doing great. So, Oh, I'm doing an upcoming show, too, that I think you're on, too, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, on Tuesday, March 7th. No, that's your show. What the hell is this other show? <laughs> Fuck. This yeah. is a disaster. Uh, on Tuesday, March 14th, I think we're both opening for Andrew McCann of the podcast, podcast But Outside. Oh, yeah. At the ah. Baby G. Mm-hmm. Baby G. So that'll be fun. Andrew's really funny. Yeah. Um, Jackie Pirico and I are doing a second installment of our new comedy show called Precious Moments. And this one will be happening on March 17th, St. Paddy's Day at the Transact Club. And you can get tickets on Eventbrite. Or if you go That's to Jackie. That's a fun bar, even if. Yeah. Like, the first bar. show was a huge hit. Chris, you did it. You were a huge hit. And James, you are doing the St. Paddy's Woo! Day edition. Oh, my God. I'll stop by just to. Tie one on with you guys. Yeah. Tie one on. I'll, I'll put the uh, links to laughs. all of these events in the uh, show episode notes. Well, guys, this was another great episode of. has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.